Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where the Orchard of Wisdom shows are at your fingertips. It ignites your soul, your heart, your spirit, your mind, and your body with illumination from people who have made the journey before you. They're here now to help you on your journey, on your path of self-discovery. We are funded by you, the audience, and the people we interview. If you wish to support us, please go to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com and press on our Fund Action button. Anything is appreciated. We would like you to sit back and enjoy the shows. Here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here at selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. My guest today is Heather Mathis. Ah, oh, gosh, Kano, what are we going to be talking about? Well, the secret to finding your perfect natural size. And she says her book is paid to be perfect. Well, there is no such thing as perfection, folks. And it doesn't matter what people are paying you for. Perfection is in the eye of the beholder. And it is never one size fits all. We're going to be talking about how to find your natural size, whether you're a size 2 or 22, through healthy lifestyle habits, nutrition, fitness, wellness, and doing what feels good mentally, mind, body, heart, and soul, because they all work together. She was paid to be perfect. Imagine being paid to maintain a perfect size 6 your whole adult life. Professional model Heather had to maintain that exact measurements for decades in order to fit into the modeling world. In doing so, she discovered her body's natural size. Heather's unique expertise helps everyone to want to find their body's natural size whatever size that might be, and to live a healthy lifestyle. Nutrition, fitness, wellness, doing what feels good is all part of her method. Heather shares the stories about her own experiences in fitting into that modeling world, including inside secrets into the fashion world where she was paid to be perfect and offer tips and expert advice for anyone who wants to find and maintain their body's natural size. And we're going to be looking at what is that natural size because society dictates you should be. And that's not always the reality, is it? Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I had a model on a little while ago. And that one was actually on about the sexual abuse uh, of being taken advantage of. And whether it's sexual abuse or whether it's image abuse, or whether it's just treating you like a commodity and not like a person. A lot of people glorify the modeling world, but it's not kind, is it? Well, yeah, no. Um, but I also want to mention, um, you know, throughout my book, it's, it's mostly about nutrition, fitness, wellness, um, skin care, you know, the things that make you, um, you know, thrive throughout daily life. Um, and, but, but the, there is a part two in my book um, called the Fit and Model Manual. It's at the end and there's about 25 pages. Um, so it's just a small section of my book. But in that particular section, I have a, a part that says, speak up, mm. um, it's titled Speak Up. And it's about, you know, how to navigate um, the predators basically yes. that are in the industry, not even just even in the modeling industry, but it's something I wish I would have read just, mm. you know, growing up as a 20 year old or whatever, getting ready to navigate the world out of college. Um, because it, it's just, you know, we, we've, we've gotten better mm. in some ways, you know, and I think people are finding their voice, but there are some people that maybe haven't found their voice yet because it's still, things just aren't as easy for women as they should be. And yes, they should be. 
Um, so I speak to that um, in, in a section in my book. It's at, mm -hmm. the, at the very end. But yeah, I, I, de I definitely talk about that a little bit more about the modeling industry itself at the end of my book as well. You know, finding one's natural size. Um, I've always throughout my life kind of been never been the right size for everybody else. Right. And I was um, when I was 12, I looked like Twiggy, completely straight, flat and everything else. And then by 16, I had curves and I was in the modeling industry back then. But I was modeling women's size clothes because the 16 year old clothes were still in the Twiggy mode and I had developed curves. And then it would be, no, your curve is too curvy or your this is this or your that is that. And it, it can be rather soul destroying when somebody keeps ridiculing your body, whether it's the magazines or whether it's the images on the TV saying you only are sexy or you're only beautiful if you're that. And so many people struggle with their weight to try and fit into an image that's been imposed upon them instead of just concentrating on the health, concentrating on the well-being and loving the body they're in. A hundred percent. And that's um, why I wrote this really, because everyone thinks that because I was paid to be a specific size for so many years, you know, I was under contract um, from the mid nineties to the uh, mid two thousands, mid two thousand, ninety six to 2006. And then I uh, took a break to become a mom. And then I came back at the exact same size at age 46. Um, to continue fit modeling at, at that age. And so people have always thought, you know, that I'm struggling against nature or that I mm. don't, you know, well, as soon as they go out to dinner with me, they know that that's not <laughs> I mean, I love to eat. Um, but it, it's not, it's exactly the opposite of that. I, what I learned when I was in my mid twenties um, to late twenties, when I got my first contract is that the foods that actually make me feel good are the ones that make me look good. Mm. Um, and that, and there's nothing that I eliminate, you know, I, I, there's no willpower involved. Mm -hmm. um, there's no calorie counting. There's no portion controlling. It's really about discovering the foods that make you feel good naturally, that make you thrive. And I'm not talking about a pack of Skittles, yes. you know, because <laughs> it might make you feel good for a minute and treats are good and treats are important. And again, like I, I there's nothing that I eliminate. Yeah, um, moderation it, though, right? <laughs> well, you know, if you eat Skittles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, yes. you, don't, you don't feel good, no. you know, you don't feel good with other show you so it's so it's about really um you know cleaning up your diet to find out what feels good first and foremost and then enjoying those treats you know whatever your treats are for me it's sugar always sugar i love sugar um <laughs> but you know if it's something fried or something you know salty or whatever it's really fully enjoying um those treats but then using that as a as you know using the foods that um actually make you thrive as the basis of your nutrition is, is really what it's all about. And then you also talked about, you know, um, how sizing is different and how your body was, you know, this way and that way. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to just mention is that vanity sizing um, exists and a lot of people don't yeah. know about it. It's when merchandisers change their sizing to reflect, you know, the, 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 the consumer. And so when I started fit modeling in my mid twenties, I was a size eight. And then a couple of years later, um, I was too small for that size eight. They just determined that my size was too small. And so it was you know, a stressful time. I'm like, I'm gonna lose my contract. Um, and they changed my size from a size eight to a size six. I was the exact same size, but my size had changed. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. <laughs> and so the, the point of, of that story is kind of what you were saying, you know, 
it, it doesn't matter what size you are. Mm. It's objective. Mm. But, and, and, you know, different companies have different sizes. And that's why as, as a woman, you know, men's sizing is generally a little bit more standardized. But as a woman, you know, we go into certain stores and those are the sizes that, uh, that we like and that fit us. That, that's probably a fit model that has a more similar shape to you that, that they use, that that company uses. Um, but also even if you buy a pair of jeans at a store, if it's in a different wash, it might fit a little differently. You might have to buy a different size anyway. So I think we, we you know, as consumers, we beat ourselves up and think, yeah. oh, you know, I can't buy this bigger size. No, it, it, the size makes no difference. It's, you know, who you are, how you feel good and buy whatever size fits your body. If you go to Europe, it's going to be a different size. Yes because I'm in America. If you're in uh, Asia, it's going to be a different size. Yes. And I can, I can wear, I can literally buy, walk into a store and buy anything from a size two to a size 12, depending on the manufacturer and depending on, you know, where it's coming from. So it, size doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it yeah. Really, yeah. And it's a really interesting point that you bring up there because, you know, it's uh, people look at the number on the size oh I've gained weight around this size and they kind of walk around with that size as that proverbial thing on top of their head you know mm -hmm. and you are not your size no matter what the size is no matter what the label is you are so much more than what you think your size is and if, if you walk around kind of feeling guilty or upset or worried or whatever about your size then you're you're missing out on life and everything else about it um, I have a wonderful woman I've interviewed a few times, uh, um, Jeanette Depate. She's AKA the fat chick and she, she's a bigger woman. But I mean, she did something in Times Square, which was absolutely wonderful. She did a hot flash, flash dance. So everybody was going through hot flash menopause, having a flash dance in Times Square, right? But she was saying it's, you know, you are the size you are because that's the build you are, that's the genetics you are, but it is about the health and it doesn't matter if you are on the heavier side or if you have disabilities or this or that, there is an exercise for you that you can do. So the well-being starts in the mind first, doesn't it? The heart and the soul, you've got to be healthy there. Otherwise, you become very subjective to the pressures that are put on you. Yeah, and I think it's hard for young women. Um, I, I think, you know, at my age, 50, I've, I've got it. You know, I, I get that. But I think the 20-year-olds, you know, the, the, the people, the 30-year-olds, you know, as they kind of, you know, gravitate towards the images on social media, it's just, it's so hard to grasp just because we're fed all these, you know, yeah. these, these images that are, that are technically the ideal at that moment. But it's crazy because, you know, when I started modeling fit, uh, when I started modeling in general, not even just fit modeling, but when I started doing print and runway and showroom, um, fit, uh, Kate Moss was the aspiration, you know, right. super skinny, tiny skinny. Yes. And now it's like more curvy, like, like Beyonce and Kardashians. Yes. And, yeah. And that's, and then if you go back into, you know, the Renaissance era, the mm -hmm. paintings, you know, it's, it's, that it's very voluptuous, yes. you know? So it, it's just, it changes all the time. And, you mm -hmm. know, what's beautiful at one point is not beautiful at another point. And, and not only that, but even at this point, you know, a rail thin woman would be beautiful to somebody or a super, you know, mm -hmm. voluptuous woman would be beautiful to somebody. And so yeah. I think we just forget about that when we see all these specific images that now everybody wants these curves. And now we think we all have to have these curves. And how many people go and get plastic surgery to get these curves? And, you know, and most of us are not, you know, Kate Moss or Kim oh. Kardashian, we're somewhere in the middle, you know what yeah. I mean? We've got a little bit of something, but we're not, 
those extremes. So that's, you know, that's just the thing to, to, you know, to really look at yourself and be okay with where you are and feel good with what you're doing for yourself. Um, you know, the, the more you can eat to support how you feel, the better you're going to look, but that's a side effect. That's mm -hmm. really the side effect of, you know, proper nutrition and, and making your body feel good. You're naturally going to look better, especially as you age, yes. but it's, it's not the point, you know, mm -hmm. the size is not the point. Yeah. Uh, and for people who are only listening and not watching the video, she looks maybe 30 maybe 30. So she's clearly doing something right here completely. Um, I think also I think the, the important thing for people to understand, you know, when you when you do have a child, not everybody springs back to the size they were before, right? Uh, sometimes literally the hips are being pushed, the boobs never go back to the size. And, you know, and some people don't get rid of that baby weight or whatever. It's just that stubborn weight that's there. And again, don't beat yourself up about it right? It is, uh, it is really about your health. How do you feel on the inside? As you said, you can enjoy all the pleasures in life. But it's again, that moderation. Uh, don't do things to an extreme. And knowing what is good for your body. Whereas, you know, you love sugar, somebody else may love salt, but for somebody else, both of those things are absolutely toxic. So I think it's being in tune with your own body and knowing what your body likes. And you know, oh, you know, I feel good. What am, what am I doing differently? I'm eating more veggies, right? I'm eating more fiber. Oh, this seems to be a good balance for me. I like what it's doing for me. So then increase it. And if now and again, you want to go for the fish and chips or the chocolate pudding, it's okay. But don't make it into something that is you know, uh, on all the time. I mean, again, the moderation. No, there's no denying your pleasures, but it's making sure they're in balance, right? Right. I would be, you know, I, I can't even imagine my life without, you know, a few cookies or a piece of cake here, here and there. You know what I mean? Right. That's just not even gonna, that's not anything I would even consider. Right. Um, because it's just, you know, the, that would be crazy. Um, but, you know, that is also, I know that cookies all day long, every day right. are not, not going to work for me either. You right. know, I mean, I, I 100% gain weight and don't feel good when I eat badly. We mm -hmm. were just spring break last week in New York. You know, I was with my 12 year old son and his friend that he brought. And so we were eating pizza and just a bunch of stuff, you know, just, just we were, but then it felt so good to come home and mm. get back to my normal healthy eating. And then I'm like, oh, so it almost feels like when you, when you, so I, I, I recommend a weekly treat, at least one treat mm. every week um, for whatever that is that you want so that you can look forward to that and not feel um, deprived in any way mm -hmm. when you're doing your healthy stuff, you know, the remainder of the week, you know, look ahead at any, um, you know, uh, events you may have or whatever but but also it kind of gives you that um that reset because when you eat mm. those treats you can feel like i just like i said like I, when i when i was in um new york for spring break you know i ate a bunch of extra junk that i normally don't eat and i came home and i'm like oh my god i feel so much better like you know so it's kind of nice just to give yourself the weekly treat because it's fun number one yes but number two, so you can remember kind of like oh that's why I eat so the way I do you know what I mean that's why the clean foods that I like that that um, you know that, that make my body thrive um, are the basis of my nutrition and why I only treat myself with this stuff right. you know it's, the it's same also thing. I mean I mean I, I did a wonderful show on shamanic chocolate 
and it's made from acai beans and it's uh, all all of the beans and everything comes from Peru. It's 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 vegan. It's calorie free. It's this and that. It's also one of those pieces, lots of chocolates that one or two pieces, dark chocolate, it absolutely satisfies you. And in actual fact, it's got so many nutrients in it for you. It's totally guilt free because it feels good. And that's the thing. If you are, you know, a little chocoholic and it's like, oh, you can't wait for that end of the week for that treat. Find the the foods that you do like and there are healthier ways of eating them right yeah, and so it's there's always that balance again yeah i love dark chocolate 85 percent mm. higher um as a nice little um you know treat for whenever um even like a little bit of honey mm. um stevia i use those things um and i uh shoot there was another thing i was gonna say that oh cacao powder i sometimes put that in my coffee as a little like mocha -y treat mm. um there's a uh, you know several things that you can do if you like sweets but you don't want to eat them every single day now right. i know when i eat sugar it's like that's you know gonna be what i'm gonna eat like so i never start my day out with sugar right I, you'll crave it all day long exactly, yeah exactly. yeah and, you know and occasionally if i'm at disney or wherever you know yes. sometimes that happens, you, know, you go with the flow right <laughs> yeah and so i just know that if i'm gonna that's why it's so important not to start off your day with a donut at least start off with your clean whole foods and i go about in my book you know describing how to find the foods that work for you because it doesn't have to be broccoli it doesn't have mm. to be kale it can be whatever you know whole foods that that you like um because there's so many you know i mean there's so many and i also gravitate towards uh plant foods yes um you know lean meats are fine if that's what you like i just don't particularly like them um and i do eat uh salmon on occasion now mm -hmm. as i age i just feel like i need it in my body i didn't for years uh but um but yeah so a, a plant-based whole foods is, is really you know the basis of my nutrition but any whole foods you know just because i do it that way i say throughout my book you know it's not the way you have to do it. I spell out exactly what I eat in one, you know, short and condensed chapter, um, just as a reference to kind of show you, you know, mm -hmm. how many foods I eat and how many foods are out there. But those aren't the ones that you have to eat either. There's so many whole clean plant foods. Um, you know, it's you'll find food that you like. You know, I've um, on occasion I'll eat chicken if if I'm out somewhere and kind of. There isn't much choice in in the vegan side of things. So, and I um, I eat fish now and again. At home, however, I'm a six veggie a night person, and I love my veggies. My my daughter and her, her husband are 100 vegan, and people think vegan is a lettuce leaf or you know piece of broccoli. And the foods today in the vegan world are just absolutely exceptional, and the subsidies uh, of meat, you know, like Eve's, absolutely fantastic. Um, and it, it just, you can still have your hamburger, you can still have your spaghetti bolognese, you can still have all of that with the meat texture and the meat taste without it being meat. And in actual fact, it's actually more nutritional for you from what it's made for and everything is more nutritional. Um, I went that way through the conscious way uh, because didn't want to eat animals anymore, but also I found that my gut preferred that. And, and that's the thing, listen to your gut, because your gut will, will guide you. And if it's like digesting certain foods better, if you're feeling more energized than certain foods, you know, if you're just having the old bowel movement better, you know, that's a huge indication as well, right? Because we don't talk about that, we don't think about that, but believe me, as you get older, that's extremely important. And so listen to your body, it will tell you what it likes and what it doesn't like. And 
when I had my last child 33 years ago, um, I was black coffee, but with two sugars. And I decided just to drop the sugar altogether and just go for black coffee. So 33 is just pure black coffee, strong black coffee. Um, and I've, I do like my dark chocolate, my little pieces of dark chocolate with cranberry or ginger, absolutely yummy. Um, but it is also, again, moderation. And we can get sugars, you know, from, from our fruits and our vegetables but they're natural and they break down better. And I think it's just been a little more educated on, you don't need to deprive yourself, but by switching to foods that digest better, that are more energizing, that are better for you, you're not going to find yourself so sluggish. You're going to find yourself feeling more optimized as we get older. And it just is, um, puts more vigor in our life, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny because it, the reason I stopped eating meat was years ago, I was a teenager and I had just, for whatever reason, just kind of, you know, I was the youngest of six kids. So my mom basically let me eat whatever I wanted to eat. <laughs> you know, I just had kind of free reign. So if I said, no, I don't want to eat that, she was fine with it. You know, she had already been through, you know, so many children. Um, yeah, she kind of let me dictate. I was, a, I was a special order too, every time we went out to dinner. Um, so, so I just kind of stopped eating meat. Um, when I was a teenager and I, I didn't do it for any specific reason, mm. but I just did it because it just, I just wasn't hungry for it. It just didn't, yeah. you know, wanted to eat other foods. And so then we went out, I'll never forget this. We went to a restaurant for mother's day and it, sm it smelled good. The meat smelled good. Mm. So I decided to order this big giant hamburger and I ate it, um, because I thought it smelled good and I thought I wanted it, but it made me so sick. Yes. So that's the reason why I just, I, I realized after that year off of, uh, maybe it wasn't a full year, but whatever it was, it was quite some time that I hadn't eaten meat. And I just, I realized that I didn't digest it well. So that's right. why I stopped eating red meat. So I knew way back when I was a teenager, mm. pay attention to how I felt. Now I didn't, it took me many more years to get my diet as clean as it is yes. now because I didn't know the benefits of, you know, clean whole plant foods back then. And back then I was weird for being a vegetarian. I was right, exactly. Yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, but then, then they- You're one of those hippie granola people. Right. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> um, but then, you know, as I age too, I love dairy, but I can't digest that nope, as well. Nope. Anymore, you know? Yeah. And so that's something that I just, it just doesn't make me feel good. I love it. And I still treat myself with it, but it doesn't really make me feel good. It, you know? And so again, I, there's alternatives, the almond milk, soy milk. I'm a cashew milk person, you know, and, and it's, there's all the other alternatives, you know, back 10 years ago, we didn't have such a choice. Five years ago, we didn't have such a choice, but we have so much choice out there today. And mm -hmm. so many people are turning to other alternatives. Maybe it's acid reflex or maybe it's um, gluten, or maybe it's dairy issues that they're having. And they realize they're having these physical issues. And the more and more they demand these other things, the more and more it is being produced. And the more and more people are realizing, I feel better on this. Definitely. And I think, you know, the cleaner your diet gets, the more you tune into that. I think that, um, you know, if you have a lot of processed foods, uh, you know, things yes. that are kind of messing up your internal cues, it, it's difficult to feel that. So if people are listening and they're like, what are they talking about? Um, it's, it's, you know, it's probably an indication that maybe, well, first of all, awareness is key. Yes. Uh, you know, deciding how you want to feel is really the most important thing. I think not even in nutrition, but, you know, in fitness and every in wellness, you know, your daily habits of, you know, meditation or whatever you do, 
you know, to just to make that decision. How do you want to feel, you know, even to get your, your, your sleep each night, you know, mm -hmm. just make a decision. How do you want to feel? And then, you know, decide what those steps are that can help you get to the way you want to feel. Cause that's really, don't we all want to feel good? I mean, we're not mm -hmm. going to feel happy, you know, go lucky every single, there's still going to be daily stressors no matter what, you know? So, so my point is, you know, life is tough you know, especially we've all been through so much over the past couple of years. Um, why not at least give yourself the best chance to get through those stressors by, you know, doing as much as you can to make yourself feel good before you go out into the world and get, you know, cut off in traffic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I, I have to admit in the last couple of years, um, I would uh, be out walking a lot. I, I moved to a place where I didn't need a car. So I would be out walking a lot more and, uh, um, and felt a lot better for it. And then of course COVID came about, everything was shut down. And then my daughter got pregnant and then I bought a car so I could go and see my daughter and the grandson as often as I could. And then became sluggish because I'm seven hours a day behind this little thing. And it's like, I'm going to have to consciously make a thing of getting back out there and, and doing that walking, uh, doing whatever it is I need to do, because I've noticed a difference in my body, and um, you know, especially with what I'm doing here. And it's like, pay attention to your body. I know what I need to do. And it's just a question of plugging it in and doing it. And at first, Oh, oh, I don't know if I have the energy to do it. Oh. And then the more that you do it bit by bit, don't go out there running a marathon, but just go out there and do it bit by bit. Maybe you go swimming, maybe you, you go and do aerobics, maybe you go and do yoga, maybe you just go for a walk or just, you know, maybe the gym is your thing. Start off slowly and build up. And the more that you build up, the more, you, you know, not only confident, better you feel and the more you can do. Definitely. And that's, that's the thing, you know, you just, just doing something for 30 minutes each day, mm -hmm. just to move your body, whatever that is, if it's walking your dog or, you know, and plus thing, you get the vitamin D, you know, just yes. being outside for a minute um, for 30 minutes each day, you know, th those 30 minutes are just so important because, you know, if you don't use it or if you don't yeah use it you'll lose it exactly you know? exactly. Okay, but true. Um, especially as you, you know, as you age, I, I like to do the splits. Like that's just one of the things that I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I would need a crane to help me back up. <laughs> I also like to do yes, I like to be, um, you know, at my age, being able to do do the. I like to just have bragging rights for those two. Yeah, you definitely have them. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know why, but, but if I don't do this again, I was just on spring break and I, you know, was doing, I was running, but I didn't take the time to stretch and do the mm. things that I normally do. Um, so then I come home, literally, if I don't do the splits every day, I can't do them, you know? Mm. So it's one of those things. It's like your body, um, will let you know yes. if you do certain things. Um, and, and not everybody has to do the splits. That's just something that I like to do just because it's like, it just feel. I used to dance when I grew up too. Right. So it's something that I had from my youth that I kind of like to bring with me um, as an adult. But uh, yeah, it's just so important to move your body. And you know, if you think you don't have time to do it, mm. you, you feel so much better. You know, one of the things that I love about running for me is in walking is the same way. It's uh, you know, it balances your right, the right and the left side of your brain, just, you know, the, the, the beat back and forth. Um, if you've ever read a book about EMDR, um, eye movement, desensitization therapy, I think I'm, 
I think that's the correct way to say it, but uh, you know, it's, 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 it's tapping right and left. Okay. Mm-hmm. To kind of balance yourself. If you've gone through any kind of trauma that you, mm-hmm. it's used in therapy, it's a, there's a link on my website to check out the book if you're interested, but, but running and walking are actually very meditative. Yes. And people don't, don't really understand that, but it balances the right and the left side of your brain. So when I'm running, like even while I was writing this book, you know, thoughts and ideas literally pop mm. into my brain that I, that I wouldn't have got, you know, so the break, you, you think you're busy, but mm. the break from your computer actually yes. helps you, you know, sort through whatever, whatever is going on, you know, yeah. so it's, it's so much more productive. Um, it, it makes you feel good. It's just, it's something that everybody needs to incorporate. If, if they want to, to truly feel good, that is one of the things to pop onto your list as, you know, 30 yeah. minutes. We know, and we've talked about this on so many shows, you cannot in chaos find clarity. And, you know, when you're stressed and everything is chaotic around you and you just, it's a whirlwind, or you just, and you know, I mean, like right now, I've got eight windows open behind this. So I was going on building another site and trying to do this and trying to do that. And this has been slow and that's not opening. And sometimes it's just best just to walk away, go and take that walk decompress, come back, look at it. Okay. Okay. Sleeves rolled up. Right. Otherwise that frustration builds up. Everything builds up and uh, I need the answer. I need the answer. No, there there are no answers going to come to you like that. And it is that decompressing. And of course, walking out in nature is one of the best things you can do because you have the support of nature all around you. The breeze to blow away the cobwebs, the trees that are talking to your inner psyche with all those beautiful fiber optics. If you're by the ocean, the ocean water, I mean, everything, you know, just the sheer movement of it, everything's working with you to decompress, to take that deep breath, to clarify and feel good and be able to come back and do what you need to do. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. You know, like I said, I was, uh, um, doing yoga before when we got mm. on to chat for a minute before we started this interview, I was doing yoga before I came here and I was thinking, should I do this? It's, it's going to take some time out and then I'm going to be a little bit rushed. Um, but I, it just felt so good. That hour yeah. just felt so good. And, and it's, it's nice to just sit here, mm. you know, during this interview after experiencing that, despite the fact that, yes, I had to rush to take my quick mm. shower and, you know, get out yeah, the door. That's okay. Because, you know, that little rush, for them to be clear is present is fine. But I also think it, we, we, as we need to know what foods suit us, again, we have to have the right attitude over our size, our bodies, you know, um, the, the label of what size we're in. I'm 67, I have fibromyalgia, have not been able to move around as much as I used to, and I'm curvy. And, you know, and the one thing is like Selma Hayek said the other day, because the, they, everybody thought she'd had a boob job. And she said, no, my boobs are still growing. <laughs> and they do, folks, they do. As you get older, they keep growing. <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden, they're out here. And it's like, there are certain things that happen naturally to your body. Stop fighting against them, right? You know, it, no, you're not fat. You're not this. You're not that. It's just the body as it ages or as you have children or as other things happen, change shape. And that's all right. 
Yeah, definitely. I agree. I want to be, um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, like I, I've, I've changed my clothes in front of people for so long. So I'm not really that shy, mm. <laughs> you know, uninhibited, let's say. Um, so I just, I want to be one of those people that's 90 on a beach, you know, just running or walking along a beach, just, just, you know, bearing it all out. Like that's just, that's, that's my goal in life. You know? Right. And, and, you know, I have a lovely woman on next week called uh, Ruth uh, Yorker. I think she's 72 and she looks absolutely divine, a New Yorker. She, and just it's the attitude of life, the way she dresses, the way she brings us up. Yes, she's got a beautiful slim body. And, you know, there, when you do have that gorgeous slim body like yourself, it's a wonderful canvas for everything else. And it's, it is hard for someone who has that naturally beautiful slim body to understand us with the curves, like the curves that keep on curving. <laughs> <'Cause they do. laughs> jealous of you now because that's what everybody wants. You have to be yeah, I, I didn't have to have a button plant. It's there naturally. <laughs> So when I went back, went back to fit modeling at 46, I had already explained to you that, that sizes, you know, yeah. change what's coveted, what, what's desired yeah. changes with the time. So when I went back at 46, my butt was too small, too mm -hmm. flat. So I needed to wear, there's a website called lovemybubbles.com. I had to wear butt pads um, to, to do some of the fittings for, you know, dresses and pants, um, because my butt's not, not big enough. So now it is not, if I'm literally, I don't have the right butt. So you know. the thing is, if, if on the runway, we see someone like you, someone like the Cadassians, somebody like me out there, and we show the diversity of the sizes and, and how we can all still be beautiful. We could all be beautiful, no matter what the size, why should you have to wear a butt double, you know, to, to fit into a size. And why can't we embrace your body? That's your, your shape, your size. That's who you are. Embrace my body and all the curvatures. And that comes, I think, down to the designers. You know, one of the first articles I ever wrote was, um, you know, um, what man think of. And it was, it was about me feeling frustrated, feeling that the gay market, no gay bashing here, but they were the designers and they were designing in their image, not in the reality of a woman's body. And I felt nobody's designing for my body. And I wasn't big at that time. I was just a woman who had had a couple of children who was curvy and I couldn't find anything that was elegant or that was that would asset my best parts and maybe kind of help disguise the other parts and I couldn't find anybody that could do that because I felt all the designs were just going into one style and it makes you feel what's wrong with me that I'm not being addressed right I think we're seeing more diversity of that now but you know it's we need to embrace all the shapes and sizes out there yeah I definitely think that that especially when I first started modeling, it was very, um, you know, one-dimensional. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kate Moss, you know, yes. very, very one-dimensional. Um, but I think that it is getting better. You know, I love getting the ads from various um, workout companies in my, in my email inbox. Like Aloe is one of them that they always have these beautiful models on both ends of the spectrum. Dove, um, Dove is one that does yeah, beautiful yeah, size exactly. difference. Yes. Because exactly. I mean, it's just, uh, and, and social media can be good in that way because yeah. there are a lot of, you know, 
models that wouldn't be models, yes. you know, because they just put themselves out there. And so, so if you, if you pay attention in the right way, you know, there are great influences on social media as well, that are just people that are proud of who they are. And I think, you know, I think that's helping. Um, so, so things are changing, not as quickly as, you know, yeah. you know, but yeah. it, it's changing for the better, I think, but we are all different shapes and sizes. And I think one of the biggest problems is we're all trying to fit into society's image of us rather than fitting into who we really are. And we are so much more than the shape of our bodies. And our health is not only to do with food and exercise. It's to do with a positive attitude. It's to do with uh, kindness, compassion, consideration. It's to do with um, living from a place from your soul, your heart and your spirit and literally exuding the love of life. And we look at so many people that would be considered flawed in, in certain industries, but they're beautiful because the essence of who they are precedes them. And we look at pictures, you know, that are often taken of people in other world countries, wrinkled as hell, you know, big smile on their face, such joy. And we think, oh, look how beautiful they are. We're not counting the wrinkles, right? We're looking at that smile, that light in their eyes, that just, ah, oh, life that is about them. So would you say, being in the industry, that the way we look at beauty is more now from the inside out rather than? only the outside in i think it still needs to get better i yeah. think you know like i said i think it's improving um i think there are certain women um like i follow paulina porskova who was a model you know mm -hmm. back in the day when i was when i was modeling and she's um very specific about you know during her posts about you know she has no um botox or mm -hmm. any kind of procedures um and so there are models like that that are coming out that uh that look fantastic and are really happy about, you know, where they are in their process. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that anything's wrong with anybody who wants to do any of that kind of right. stuff. Um, but I think the, the norm is to try to fight that, you know, yeah. which, you know, we all want to do, you know, color our hair and mm -hmm. you know, we all have things that, that, that make us feel better, you know, about ourselves. And that's absolutely fine. And, and that, you know, you shouldn't judge yourself for that if that really truly makes you feel better. Um, and, and, you know, if it's the way you want to express yourself, but I do think that it's, it's nice to have a choice as women and not feel like we have to look that way. Right. You know, whatever way you want to look is great. But the women, you know, Sarah Jessica just got, you know, mm -hmm. a bunch of slack for wearing her hair gray. Uh, maybe it wasn't just, but it was around the, when her latest show came out, um, the sequel to Sex in the City. And I read an article that she was getting slack about her gray hair. And I just thought, you know, she looks... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she was little. Yeah, and I mean, I'm starting to get it as well. And I, I think, you know, that's one of the things I would love to embrace as I age, you know? Because mm -hmm. um, who wants to spend all that time, you know, coloring? Yeah, yeah. Three years ago, I, well, four years ago, no, gosh, five years ago now, I decided uh, just, I'm just not going to color my hair anymore. I'm just going to let it go. Silvery gray. It yeah. is, it is a representation of my age and, uh, I'm not going to fight my age. I'm going to age gracefully, but uh, the emphasis is on gracefully. Exactly. And the, 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 the emphasis also is on, you know, your hair is beautiful and that's your choice to have that color and anyone can have any choice, yeah. but there just needs to be more acceptance of the women yes. that choose that route, you know, and the more acceptance of the women that don't want to get the Botox or don't want to do yes. whatever, 
you know, um, because I just feel like it's the pressure that, that isn't, isn't really acceptable. Right. Well, we, we see, you know, the, the housewives of, and they will blatantly say, well, I've just had lip transplants, this transplant, that transplants, and then their faces are like this. And this is beautiful. This is what 30,000 can get you. And it's like, we're encouraging people to be real, to be themselves. You're beautiful as you are. Yes, I wear makeup to do these shows. I am not going to come out bare naked face, right? Because it's not where I feel comfortable with. Um, I will dress, I don't overdress, but in when I even when I go, I have indoor clothes, I have outdoor clothes. And I won't wear my indoor clothes outdoors. <laughs> you know, it's I don't want to be offensive to anyone's eyes, right? It's my standard, my standard, how I feel about myself and how I want to represent myself. But having somebody saying you're not enough as you get older that you need to botox or you need to do plastic surgery you need to do this and you need to do that to be loved to be admired to be considered beautiful i think is the wrong message we're sending everyone instead of saying healthy lifestyle healthy mind healthy body healthy attitude will make you beautiful no matter what your age a hundred percent. And that's, that's really the, you know, the main message that I try to present in my book as well. You know, I mean, I, I feel like I know this so much more at my age, but I'm also still just even learning, you know, mm -hmm. and it's so great because I think, um, you know, when you're younger, or at least when I was younger, I felt like I had all the answers. I felt like I knew everything. And I know that I'm actually more mature because now I know I don't have all the right, exactly. I'm always learning and I know like, you know, I should keep myself open to, you know, mm -hmm. whatever situation comes. Um, but yeah, you know, to, to age gracefully and age beautifully um, amidst all the, the noise is yes. such a challenge at this point, but I do think it's getting better and, mm. you know, yeah, I think also you, you hit the nail on the head there is that you don't know what you don't know, but still be an exploration. Mm -hmm. You know, life is still an adventure. Yeah, um, the youngest person I've had on was 10, who'd written her own book, um, and, and 91, who had her own TV show, and two, three years had taken on a new lover. You know, and it, it's all to do, she has chutzpah, she has energy, she has, you know, she's embracing life, you know, and, and I've had many people in their 80s, and there was one that she, she wrote a rhyme every single day of COVID, and she plays the piano. She's an artist. She loves to dance. She's just got so much exuberance about her. These people are wonderful influences because really what do we want at the end of the day? What we look like is that's so important compared to what we feel like and what we're contributing to life, to society. Do we want to uh, a burden? Life sucks. I'm getting old. Everything aches. Or do we want to be, okay, what's the next adventure? Right, because life is to live right to the end, folks. <laughs> you know, so my parents actually owned nursing homes uh, when I was uh, younger. And so I saw the, that side of aging, you know, the, 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 the people in the nursing homes. And it was scary, you know, to a little girl. Mm. See that I worked in one of our nursing homes for a little while at one of, we had a soda shop. And so I would make ice cream for the residents that, you know, could actually, you know, move around by themselves. But I saw the other ones, you know, that, that couldn't move and, you know, were, um, you know, mentally not there anymore. Um, and so I saw that, but then years later, I, I was at a Ohio State football game. This, I wrote the story in my book. Um, I saw this 90-ish man, um, 
who was getting an award at halftime and he ran up to the stage and he just bounded up there. Yeah. I didn't even realize how old he was until I saw him on the screen um, because he just, he effortlessly, you know, he just moved his body. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's even possible in your nineties. Like yes. to, to walk and just yes. kind of, just kind of lightly jog up the steps I'm like you know whoa like who is this man um so I'll never forget that because I I, I suddenly realized oh we're not supposed to age no. the way I saw right you know, growing up. we're supposed to actually feel good and really that's the thing I mean that's really the whole message that I want people to get from my book is that we have it backward when mm. we try to eat to fit into a certain size or eat to look a certain way mm. or work out to, 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 to look a certain way. You know, that's completely backwards. What it is, is you work out to feel good. You mm. eat well to feel good and you still treat yourself. You do whatever, you know, other things that you want to do, but, you, but the, the whole point is to feel good. You know, I saw this, um, this Facebook ad popped up on my feed, um, uh, a few days ago, and it was this woman who's saying, um, "Oh, don't run because you're not going to burn calories the right way. You know, your me- your, your your metabolic rate, um, you know, your resting me- metabolic rate won't be as high as if you follow me, do my workout, do my 30 day workout because this is the way you need to work out to burn calories properly. Well, no, <laughs> you just move your body for 30 days. Yes. It doesn't, we don't have to follow anybody else's workout. If, if you hate her workout, you're not gonna do it. Right. You know? So I don't like to lift heavy weights, so I don't lift heavy weights. Right. It just doesn't feel to me, you know? I know that you're supposed to build muscle and so I'll do, you know, some planks and things, but I don't really like to, to do any, anything like that. And so I just think that that kind of message really puts people off because yeah. any physical activity you do, it has to come from within. This is what makes me feel good. This yeah. 30 minutes of a walk will make me feel good, you know, mm-hmm. um, or whatever it is, this, this, you know, bike ride will yeah. make me feel good. So I want to do this bike ride because it makes me feel good. And I, I know I'm going to feel good afterwards. Um, it, it, same thing with nutrition. It, it, this is the way I eat because it makes me feel good. The, the looks and everything, you know, that's secondary. It's that's byproduct, awesome. byproduct of feeling good. Yeah. Mm. Byproduct, you know, and that's what people don't get. That's, that's the, the message really that, that I think is uh, lacking in society right now. You know, we think we need to do a specific thing to look a certain way. Yeah. And that's not really it. I live with a a woman who's about to turn 89. She has more strength than I have. The other day, somebody's uh, dropped the leash of the dog and the dog went running three blocks down the road. She chased after the dog and got it, right? She still drives, should still play tennis if she could find someone to do with it. Memory, short-term memory especially, you know, details of appointments and things like this or anything to do with taxes and who doesn't want to not remember those um i take care of because she's that memory has gone but she is an inspiration she had polio when she was young um she beat that she went on to be a sprinter she went on to be an athlete she went on to be other things she's a, a sprinter in life you know exuberance of life but she was taught very early from her father life is a choice you can choose to wallow in the things that happen to you, or you can look at them that are happening for you, and you can choose to look at how you benefit from it and where it can take you. So your choice is misery or happiness. It is a choice. And I think that was a wonderful lesson for her to learn, which literally she has lived by. Her fiance was killed four days before the wedding and a number of other, her twin sister died. 
when she was six. She's been through all those things. She could wellow in all of that. She decided not to. She decided to go out and have the simple joys, right? The simple joys. And she gets so much joy out of the simple things. And I think that is also something we need to look at in life. It isn't about the great, big, huge, enormous milestones that you've got to have. It's the little steps, the little achievements, the little things that lift up your heart, that lift up your spirit, that make you feel good, right? And it's she's short little wrinkled creature that so many people want to treat her as if she's the little old lady that can't do anything. But she has a black belt and she could toss them over her shoulder even now. <laughs> Yeah, she's an inspiration. I, I want that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want what she's having. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she eats salt, sugar, vinegar. I mean, you have no idea. All the things that we're not meant to eat. She is a candy freak, even though she's got the cat being a cat, a sugar freak. You know, it is a freak of nature, but I think it's all in the attitude. Yes. Yeah. Well, mindset is huge. And that's yeah. literally the, the, the favorite chapter in my book is my chapter on mindset, because, you know, uh, that's, that's literally the foundation for everything that I do in life. You know, I, I meditate. So I, I do transcendental meditation. I started um, when I was 30. It was a 30th birthday gift to myself. Um, so I've been doing it for 21 years every day, twice a day. There's been maybe, you know, a handful, maybe five days, um, but that hasn't been twice a day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's really my main thing. It's my reset. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's what, no matter what, I don't care how busy the day gets, you know, I get that in. That's my, my thing. Um, because it, it's, you know, like I said earlier, life's stressful yes. and things happen. And so when, when things, um, happen that derail us from our other, you know, things that we want to do for ourselves. Sometimes we can just, you know, like you said, just, you know, curl up into a ball and say, you know, no, I don't want to do anything, which, which, you know, we do sometimes still, but to have, you know, mental health tips and tricks that you can use on a daily basis to help, it only improves, you know, your nutritional choices. It only improves, you know, the fitness that you want to get done during the day. It's really the basis of those things because you remember you reset and and you know, you feel good, um, enough to get through your day, you know, and you know, you've got something to, to lean on when, when times get tough, you know? Yes. It, well, it's, it's about going back to the very core of you, the heart and the soul of you. That is where your truth is. That's where your compass is. That's where your conscience is. And so by uh, whatever form of meditation, whether you're doing that, or maybe it is the meditative walk or whatever it is, it's that place that brings you back in brings you back to your center. It calms everything down. It's where your clarity is. It's where your wisdom is. It is uh, where your peace is. And everybody's looking for peace out there. Well, if we want peace out there, we have to be the peace we seek. We have to be the love we seek. We have to be the solution we seek and then bring it out there to the collective. Yeah, I think it's just really, you know, to feel good in, in the hectic hectic life that we all have it's to have as many things you know t- to make us feel good so yeah go out in life you know then, then we're, we're not going to be bounced around quite as badly as we would have otherwise it's so yes. that, you know so so you know whatever mental mental health tricks that you have it doesn't have to be meditation yeah. um you know anything I, I have another thing that i wrote in my book about um adding a thought 
like it's a great tool that I use when I have a thought that's running around in my head that is counterproductive to a thought that I want to think. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, so, so say it's something physical like the redirect. Um, yeah, it's a redirect. Yeah. Exactly. It's just a, a redirect, you know, there's so many things that you can do mm -hmm. that kind of can help you, um, you know, with, with your daily stressors, you know, your, your daily stressors that only help you in other aspects of your life. And right. I think people kind of think, oh, that, 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 that takes too long, or I don't want to like, you know, take a minute out to myself mm. just for my mental health. But again, just like fitness, mm. you know, it mm. helps you so much with the, with everything else, you know, in my meditations, just like running, you know, ideas will pop in, you know, things will yes. happen that, that it, it's a reset and it's so important. And people just think, Oh, you know, that's, I could never fit, you know, that into my schedule. Well, you know, it helps you in so many ways. Well, it, you know, know, remember the old saying stitch in time, yeah. right? Saves nine. And if you don't take care of your mental health now and your physical health, now you're going to pay for it later. And, you know, it doesn't, you'll have all the time in the world to pay for it later, but it may be too late to reverse it. So right. why not? We know the number one killer is stress because stress brings on the heart disease. It brings on the disease, the cancer, the diabetes, the, 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 all the other breakdowns of the body comes about through stress. So if you can have a modality every day that keeps your stress down, keeps you calm where your body can be in balance because what is stress it throws your body out of balance it throws everything out of the equilibrium it puts too much stresses on the body trying to be in balance trying to be in flow so when you can mentally calm down you're calming your spirit down you're calming your body down you're balancing everything out yes clarity comes but also the functionality of your mind body heart spirit and soul are in sync with each other and then you can actually go and out and live a beautiful full life but to say no it's not important i guarantee you that rubber band is going to break and you are going to then have to deal with it and it's a lot harder than preventing it ahead of time yeah i always say you know my meditation it makes me a better mom yes you know, a better wife a better friend a better you know it's not just for me no no <laughs> like everyone else too to be around me um because it just it, it helps in so many ways you just you can't even it, it's invaluable you know but you hit on a point there it's not just for you right the better that you can be the better you are around other people the more it invites them to be better in their own lives that trittle effect that wonderful ripple effect of like yeah calmness feels better I feel more productive. I feel more healthy. I feel feel less stressed in my life. I feel like I can manage my life better. I feel like I can embrace the joys in my life. That comes from being inspired by somebody who's got it together. We always love it when somebody's got it together. Why have they got it together? Because they're not sweating the small stuff and they know how to decompress and how to balance and how to find that balance in every aspect of their lives. And it projects out before even they enter the room. That energy projects out. And people go, oh, I like, like the way she comes across. I like the vibe I'm getting from her. That vibe wouldn't be that vibe if the internal was not in balance. Yeah, I think people just need to be 
open yeah. to, you know, re receiving a new way yes. of doing things sometimes because I think people, you know, get into their habits and yeah. they can't even just step out for a minute and think, what's even just one thing that I could do to, to make myself feel a little better? Because, you know, I think sometimes people don't even realize that they don't feel good. Right. It's yeah. Like, like so used to feeling bad they don't know what's good right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and that's you know that's why they come across you know so stressed and so yeah. crazy and so you know um so yeah i think just 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 being open to 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 asking yourself to have that awareness to 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 say you know is everything going great for me what what's something that i could do and maybe that's nutrition you know maybe yeah. that's cleaning up your diet a little bit. Maybe that's, you know, starting fitness. Maybe that's doing some mental health or ideally it'd be doing all three yes. um, to really, to make some changes for, for yourself. Yeah. yeah. How much influence have you had on your son? Is he into meditation? Is he into all of these practices himself? He's not into meditation, but I have a, um, shoot, it's called a selenite, selenite stick, selenite. Um, it's a crystal. I forget mm -hmm. the name of the crystal. But it's this, it's this stick, and he, he would call it the, the, the cleansing stick. Mm. And so at night I do, um, you know, at bedtime I'll give him a, a cleansing stick, um, you know, vibe. So he, he's into things like that a little bit that, that I'm into. Um, he doesn't meditate yet. His schedule is just, I think, too busy for him. Like he wouldn't want to take time for his time away from his friends. So once he gets his homework done and his piano done and things, you know, he wants to do tech time or spend time with his friends. Right. Um, so I always wanted his meditation, you know, what, whatever he wants to do, it has to be, it has to come through him, you know? Right. So but but I would introduce him to someone called Duwati, who I've interviewed quite a number of times here. She does yoga and meditation for kids of how to get them into that pattern, the yoga of handling their own stress, uh, yeah. the, uh, the meditative music that can help them decompress. And especially as he gets older and the exams and pressures and everything come more, it becomes something even more that if he can handle that, it becomes a practice that he can use in everything aspect of his life because yeah, he sees I, the importance of it. I came this close because when you're 10, you can learn TM. Um, so I came this close to kind of, kind of just kind of, you know, sort of inching him, nudging him towards that. But I really wanted him to approach me He'll mm. do yoga with me a little bit, you know, he'll, he'll do some things, but um, I really want that to come from him. I want him to, you know, he sees me, he's known, you know, since he was a baby, he meditates twice a day, every day. Mm. So I'm at least that influence in his life that he sees it and he sees, you know, what it does for me. Um, but I definitely want him to be the one to ask me right. um, to, for that, uh, which would be amazing. But I, mm. I knowing his personality, <laughs> he's such a he's a gemini he's very social he's just like my husband um so knowing his personality it probably will be a while because he just he's so social and those moments that he does have his free time he's like with his friends like mm. um so yeah but I, i'll do i do little things like i said we'll do the like the cleansing stick and we'll do some right. you know, different planting movies. the seeds right yeah, seeds. you could even be looking at that, you know, her show one day. Go, oh, look, a show on meditation for you. <laughs> plant the seeds, plant the seeds, water them, and one day they grow, and they and it's all their idea. Who cares? <laughs> it's grown, right? Um, yeah, with food too. I, you yes. Know, with, you know, I, I, he has to eat healthy foods first. Like that's mm. just my rule. He has to eat healthy foods first, but then you know he's now um, in school eating hot dogs and things yeah. that I would not ever right. eat. Or I wouldn't make. 
I wouldn't make for him. I eat chicken nuggets, you know, things that I wouldn't make for him. But he can eat that in school, you know, what, you know, because he's at lunch and they have at the school table. So, you know, healthy foods first at home and that's what he eats. And then he can make his own choices as he gets older. You know, I'm trying to give him a little bit of room to, to kind of see how those foods make him feel. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing you know, um, plant-based chicken strips, even fish and chips, uh, meatballs and all of that, that, um, you know, I, my daughters had me, had me eat fish and chips once and I didn't know it was vegan. And, you know, we've, we've had the chicken strips, but I know now everything I do, but it's really surprising. Like you really can't tell the difference, um, you know, in the texture and the taste, except for the difference is better for you. So it's, uh, you know, that's the thing today. They're lucky because this is going to become more mainstream for them. And the choices of more and more restaurants are realizing they need that vegetarian or, or vegan thing on the menu because more and more people are going that way. So as he grows up, it will become a norm. And school lunches, you know, that's, they, they don't have those options at school lunches, unfortunately, but, but I think eventually they will. They will, you know, they will, yeah. Catch up someday, as demand now, is there, right, they'll have to change, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. there's a, you know, we, yes, we still do have a long way to go, but I think, I think the, the, you know, the thing is, it doesn't your size matters, right? It doesn't matter what size you are. It is to do with what are you doing for you and your body, your mind and your psyche. It is about the attitude. It is about the gratitude. It is about the centering yourself. It is about what you put in is, is, is it fueling you or is it clogging you, right? So it's being aware of all these things and a lot of people, oh God, it's too much to remember. But no, it is initially feels a little overwhelming, um, but then it becomes so mainstream that you couldn't live without it because you know how well it makes you feel. Exactly. Totally agree. That's exactly the way I felt when I came back from spring break. I was so happy to kind of feel a little bit better yeah. with the foods that I was eating. Um, yeah, I could not agree more. Yeah. And it's perfectly all right. You're not being naughty. It's okay to divulge in the goodies. No harm whatsoever to divulge in the goodies, but make your everyday diet the, the mainstream, you know, because you will feel better for it. And that's the whole important thing is, um, we have a sickness going on in society and that sickness a great deal is living up to the expectation and dictation of society, which a great deal is coming from the social media, the advertising, the you have to be. You're not happy unless you're a billionaire. You're not happy unless you have Cardassian butt. You're not happy unless you're driving a Maserati. You're not happy unless you have Kendall as your husband. Um, you know, all of these things have been told to us that we're not going to be happy unless. And happiness is an inside out job, not an outside in job. And when you take care of your insides and your, your stomach is happy, your mind is happy, your body is happy, you love what you're doing, you love who you are, that is the epitome of happiness. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's what I think we all would love to get to. It's just a matter of how to get there. And, you know, if I can help one person with my book, you know, I, I've gotten some, some reviews that just like, they make my heart melt. I'm like, Oh, you know, that's, I just want to, I just want people to know what you're saying. It's yes. Exactly what you, said, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm paid to be perfect. Uh, well, that's great. If you've been paid to be your beautiful, perfect self, 
but don't go and try and be somebody else's idea of perfection. Exactly. How do people get hold of your book? And also, how do people get hold of you? And what are you offering people right now? Well, you can go to my website, paidtobeperfect.com. I have uh, um, the links to buy my book, which they're also on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, but the links are provided at paidtobeperfect.com. And I have a monthly newsletter. You can sign up for that as well to kind of continue the conversation around fitness and nutrition and wellness and skincare, um, which I love that, that newsletter because as I said, I'm always learning. And so the things that I learn, I want to continue to share with people. So I started off this year with um, dry January. That was the focus of January's newsletter. And then I did um, clean February. So we focused on clean foods for a month. And then it was movement March and then um, awareness April. Um, so I, I like to kind of have a theme every month of like mm. you know, different things that I'm, I'm you know, working on for myself and that I want to share with others. I also have from, from my book, I have many um, resources. They're all linked on my website as well. Um, and I have a little shop there also with a, with a t-shirt that says perfect. <laughs> You're perfect just the way you are, right? You're perfect. You're yeah. perfect. Yes. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And of course, you're on social media. So there's a first book is Fit Model Secrets and Instagram, Heather's book, uh, Twitter, Paid to Be Perfect. And they're so, on. Yeah. Right. Wonderful. And, you know, I, I love doing shows like this where, you know, this whole illusion of that we can only be happy if, or, 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 you know, this person has it perfectly. And that you don't have to work at it, it all comes naturally. And that, you know, our well being does take work. But the more we work at it, the less work it becomes. It just becomes part of our lives that makes us feel good, gives us that meaningful purpose, and just allows us to embrace life and all its beauty and all its wonderment in gratitude for living it because we're not being bogged down by that expectation or that dictation of that, you know, you should be. And so who cares what the label says on your, on your dress, right? You can wear a, a six here and an eight there and a 10 there. You're still the same size. It's not about what the size label is, it's how do you feel? How do you feel? And really the bottom line of it is, are you the well-beingness of yourself? And that's really where the perfection lies, isn't it? Yeah, we are all perfect, exactly yeah. as we are, um, and we always will be perfect, exactly as we are. Even if we choose to make no change um, in ourselves, we're still perfect. We're on our perfect journey, and that's a hundred percent okay. Wherever you are, is 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 perfect, and that's that's also the point of the book um, to kind of appreciate the fact that we are all perfect. Um, mm -hmm. Anything you can do to make yourself feel better, great, you know. But if you don't, you're still perfect, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not about the measuring or anything else. It's the measure comes from inside, inside. The measurement of how you feel, how you look, everything is an inside out job, not the outside in, which doesn't mean that you can't enjoy looking beautiful on the outside, wearing clothes that make you feel great or confident or make, wearing clothes that just are an extension of yourself or your hair or your makeup or, you know, the style. We, we know that, when, you know, especially when a guy is wearing something that he feels suave in, 
he's showing it he's exuding it right and we can do the same and it, but if you're putting it on and thinking oh, i'm wearing a size 20 and that's all you can think of instead of oh don't i feel great in this right so again attitude right you want perfection it comes from the inside out and change the attitude to get there <laughs> thank you so much for sharing with us here today and having the book and all the program that you're doing um virtually everybody has a challenge with their body their image you know uh this whole thing of well what should i look like you know and uh, or, or even realizing it is an inside out job you know that you want to be beautiful it starts from the inside with your health with your psyche with your attitude with your gratitude and that when you embrace that the beauty will naturally project out and so if you want to be beautiful start working on the inside right yes thank you so much for having me and please give a high five to the woman you live with the 89 year old woman, because i'm i'm in awe of her so oh, she's, yeah. she's amazing really she's stubborn <laughs> as a mule but she is absolutely amazing and uh, and a, a true example of how life can really be lived and yeah. you know and it's a and it is a great deal to do with her attitude and the simple pleasures in life. She goes yeah. and feeds the ducks and the birds and things like this. And she's the crazy woman doing it and she loves doing it. Um, but she's uh, if that is it's a it's a wonderful example of how to live life. Right. And then and the key word there is live life, mm -hmm. participate in life, enjoy life, because then you'll find life is worth living for. So. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank and you. until next time, everyone, remember the label doesn't mean a thing. Does your gut like you? Is your energy loving you? Are your thoughts really progressive and moving you forward to an exuberant life? Are you doing the things for you from the inside out that's going to make you feel and be more beautiful on the outside? It's all up to you. So until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. Please tune in to our selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see all the other genres that we have from you. Every week on Tuesday, we bring you new shows from illuminating people. If you know someone that should be interviewed, please contact us at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com. Now stay tuned for your next show.